Hi, this is Mary Jo Tinlin from Teaching Your Toddler. Today, our guest is John Waller, who is a singer, songwriter, husband, and father to 10 children. He's a Georgia native and the former frontman for According to John. He also has a new album coming out soon that he has collaborated with his children on, and we are going to talk about that today. We're also going to talk about how it is to blend a family with adoptive children and all about um, his faith and, and singing and everything that is really interesting. And I hope you also very much enjoy the special guests who appear at the end of the show. So thanks for joining us today and enjoy the show. Hello, this is Mary Jo Tinlin from the Teaching Your Toddler Show, and today our very special guest is singer, songwriter, father, and husband, John Waller. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait to talk to you. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and your family. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, that's uh, that's loaded. <laughs> um, well, I, um, I uh, my wife, I've been married to my wife, Josie, for 26 years, and we have 10 children, so I consider that the most uh, important part of me is my family. Um, our, our oldest is 24, our youngest is two, and uh, so we, uh, we definitely uh, love children and love each other, and I've been a, a Christian artist for, wow, a lot of years. Um, I've done it, you know, in different capacities. Uh, I was in a band called According to John for many years. Um, I've been a solo artist since 2007. And uh, yeah, I've, I've had songs uh, in some faith-based films. Uh, my most uh, popular song was in a movie called Fireproof, which is about marriage. And um, my, my song is called While I'm Waiting. Um, I had I a love song that song. In- yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's I still love it after all these years. Which is a good <laughs> thing. <laughs> and then I had a song in, in, in the movie War Room, uh, which is called Crazy Faith. And that that song was kind of really sums up our our family and, and just how we've lived our lives is crazy faith. You know, we've trusted God where it just looked crazy. And, to and everyone you else. have an adoption version of that, too, right? I do. I do. Um, in fact, the, the adoption version was the original version, um, which was inspired by uh, our adoption story. Um, and then I, when the, they decided they wanted to use the song in the movie, uh, I made it a little more, uh, you know, for, the, for a general audience, you know, mm-hmm. as far as walking by faith. But yeah, so I think that's, um, that's kind of me at a 30,000 foot view. Excellent. Well, that's that's a lot. Um, I understand that you, I live in Colorado. You were out here for a while, right? Yes. In fact, that's where I wrote while I'm waiting was out in Colorado. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. So we were out there for, um, gosh, three and a half years. And um, I was a worship pastor. And this was after According to John um, broke up. And, you know, that was kind of the end of a you know, a heart, kind of a heartbreaking into a chapter in my life when I, cause I'd tried so many years to achieve a dream with music and, and it just, you know, didn't happen. And, uh, so I took, uh, an opportunity to plant a church with a friend of mine in, uh, South Denver. Um, actually the, 
I lived in Castle Rock, uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we planted the church just south of Denver. And that's, that's during that season is where the Lord really, uh, brought a lot of healing and restoration to me. Um, and then a lot of songs flowed out of that. Um, and, and one being while I'm waiting, in fact, that was the last song I wrote before I finally got signed to a record deal. And, um, so I definitely understand, you know, the pain of, of waiting on God. Sometimes it takes so many years to see God, uh, you know, do something that he's maybe put on your heart, you know, and that's what he put on my heart. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm chasing rabbits now. I'll let you. No, no, that's good. (laughs) It's so, I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know, it's so amazing. Even though, like you said, it was a sad season. It, it, it took you in such a, an amazing direction, right? I mean, so you wrote while while I'm waiting before Fireproof came along. They they put it in the the, the movie versus you writing it for the movie. Yes, I, I did not write it for the movie. Um, in fact, um, when I finally got the record deal, it was the last song that I played for uh, my producer, and and we decided to record it. It seemed like a no brainer. It was a song that I wrote maybe in five, seven minutes. I mean, it was, but it was in the, it was in the pain of, of waiting because I had already recorded an album independently while I was out there of the songs I'd written in in Colorado and they were just great. And the songs were the best songs I'd ever written. One of them, I was able to get Mark Hall of Casting Crowns to sing on a song called the blessing, which is what led to me getting the, the, the open door for, uh, for a record deal. And, um, and I actually signed with, with the same label they were, they are still on today. And, um, you know, but after I recorded the album, there was kind of a a period of silence where, you know, nothing happened, even though we, I'd sent out the music to a lot of people and, got a lot of great response, but then it just kind of went quiet for about five or six months. And I thought, wow, I mean, I felt, I felt like maybe that I've been led on, you know, I, I felt very disillusioned and discouraged and, you know, and someone encouraged me to keep being faithful and just keep trusting and, 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 you know, what other option did I have, you know, just to mm-hmm. quit, I mean, to quit on the Lord. And, and so I just kept going and, and I wrote that song in, in the midst of that, unknowing that pain of waiting, you know, and then the next week I was on a plane to Nashville and, uh, and then it happened. And then, um, you know, we put the album out. We had, I had some rate, my first single did really well. It was the duet with Mark Hall. Then after that, my, my songs just were not, they were not doing well at radio and I couldn't get on the radio. I was on tour with casting crowns and that's when I got a call about while I'm waiting. It, is, it was from Alex Kendrick, the mm-hmm. one of the Kendrick brothers, mm-hmm. and um, and he just left me a message and said my, how great my song was in the movie, and that they were you know they were screening the movie around the country, and and the, and the response to that song was incredible. But he didn't tell me what song it was, <laughs> so I had to guess you know which song, and I thought maybe it was one of the the radio songs that we were trying to get on the radio, and then finally I I, I called him back and. And he told me it was while I'm waiting, which was the one of the last songs on the album, which was it was my favorite. But no one had ever commented on it at the label. I'm not sure they even listened to the whole album. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was I was so happy 
to hear that that song, which was from the deepest part of me, uh, was in a movie, and I couldn't imagine how that would even look, you know. But when I saw the scene, you know, with that song, I was like, wow, this is something special. And, and you know, it's it's still a, such a impactful song after all these years. Absolutely. I mean, the 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 purity of it probably the the rawness of it probably just really resonated with them because it is it's a great song and before we talk about your collaboration i have to say that your song awakening the coffee song i love it (laughs) i love that song i was listening to it this morning my mug says coffee and jesus on it and it's just i just love how it's like the double meaning of it waked wake jesus wake me up you revive me fill my cup it's like it just goes along so perfectly i just love that song and i hope everybody listens to it so so, um, so the the real reason we wanted to talk today is because of your recent release that's a collaboration with your daughter, Sophie. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, my, my new project, which um, the, the entire album will be out first of 2022, but we've been releasing one song at a time. And uh, the first song you know, that I released was a song called, but God, and it was kind of coming out of 2020 just with all the fear from the pandemic and so many people, you know, falling into fear, including myself. And, um, so I, you know, that song was our, the, the song I wanted to lead with, um, uh, because it just says that no matter what happens, you know, there's always a, but God for, for the believer, you know? And so the second song was, um, was the one you're speaking of is called what my father does. And, um, and it's a duet with Sophie. She's, uh, 16 years old and becoming a senior in high school. And, um, but yeah, uh, Hey, hold on a second. I'm, I'm doing an interview. You guys, can you go back inside? Sorry. It, <laughs> no this is real life people. Real <laughs> life. When you got 10 kids, it's hard to find a place where they're in someone. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, yeah, what my father does, uh, when I first wrote it, um, I was like, I just want to get Sophie up in the studio and, and let her, because she has such an amazing voice. She does. Very raspy. It's almost kind of a, it's almost got a little bit of a Lauren Daigle vibe to it. Yes, that's it. I was like, it sounds so familiar. And that's exactly yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Ever since she was you know, a toddler, she had a, she had a raspy voice and uh, I was like, she's going to be a good singer one day. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, we recorded it. Um, and it's really about the, you know, the father, the heavenly father and, and, you know, what he does as a father. Um, and, and really I tried to, you know, pattern my fathering after how he fathers me. And, and I love the opening line. Um, when I bow in shame, cause I've, cause I really messed things up. And that's, I'm like, that, that was just like, so me, you know, cause I, I just so many times in my life, I feel like, God, I just messed things up, you know? And, and he lifts my head by my chin. Like he takes my chin and he lifts my head and that's what he does. You know, he, he, uh, he's good. And so I love the idea that it's a, that it's a duet with my daughter. Um, but I, it's only it's one of three duets on my album. Um, so I, I have a duet with my oldest son and then a duet with my daughter, Hadley, who's 19. Oh, wow. How old is yeah. your son? He's 24. He's my okay. 
firstborn. He's your yeah. firstborn. Okay. Oh, that's so neat that it's a it's really a family project. Then, did you write the songs together or sing the songs together? Now, the song with my son, uh, he wrote most of it, and oh, wow. he pro- and he produced it as well. He's extremely talented, and we're actually calling the album a family thing. So it's it's definitely a family thing. Absolutely. Oh, that's fantastic. So, is this this is this is Sophie's first recording as well? First recording ever. First first time ever stepping up to the microphone. Oh my goodness. Does she sing in, you know, in like choir or does she sing at school? She um she's just starting to lead worship. Um my my oldest two, uh Bailey and Hadley, they are on staff part-time at at our church uh for worship. Um so they both lead worship and had and Sophie is you know just now starting to and but you know our church is very uh you know slow to let to not just throw someone on the stage which i love that uh-huh. because it's a big responsibility and uh, a lot of times talent goes before character and that's not the way it should be <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah oh absolutely that's right um i i love that you call it a family thing and so it's because of the duets is there more to the to the title there than besides your family collaboration? Um, I I guess it's just that you know I have such a big family and and family is like I decided years ago that you know I wasn't going to you know I wasn't going to let my career take me from my family and if it and if it did then I was just going to stop doing it and so now that I'm you know, I, we did get off the road back and, and I was, my family did travel with me quite a bit, but you know, it's, it's difficult, you know, traveling and, uh, it wears on you. So I, I decided to get off the road in end of 2017. Um, and I took a, a job out in California as a worship pastor. And so we were out there for two years and we moved back during the pandemic. But, you know, if I, when I decided to record again, I'm like, you know, I'm not, it's going to be more my family involved. Uh, I feel like this is an opportunity to try to start launching my kids into their giftings. And so the, that's really why I'm doing it. Oh, that's an, that's a great way to say launching into their, their gifts. That's fantastic. So now with 10 kids, as you said, you, you range all the way from two to 24, you have them in all seasons of life, all phases, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you, Put it that way, it's it overwhelms me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm kidding. But you you do have a toddler too, right? Your two year old. I have a toddler, and wow, she just lights me up. I mean, she's her name's Journey, and we named her Journey because uh, we've had such a Journey Nova Faith Waller just means new journey of faith, and that's what we feel like we're in in this season is a new journey of faith and I'm 50. So having a two-year-old, I feel like a father, but I also feel like that, that sense of a grandparent, you know, when mm-hmm. I look at her and I hold her, um, the only thing is I can't give her back, you know, like most grandparents are like, all right, take her. <laughs> <laughs> right. But exactly. she's amazing. She, she just, I mean, I, I don't know what I'd do without her. Oh, that's, 
that's great. I mean, the good part too is that you have lots of help around you, right? There's lots of lots of kids that can help as well as you and your wife, of course. Absolutely, and you know we have we have four daughters. Um, they are 21, 19, 18, and 16. Uh, two are adopted from Ukraine, uh, and then we have a. Uh, they are actually siblings. And then we have our oldest adopted son is 24 as well. So we have two 24-year-old sons, one adopted, one biological. But our four daughters are all, I mean, Journey sees all four of them as, as a mama. I mean, because they take care of her in a different way. And, and if mom and, mom and I want to go on a date, we got one of four. We're like, you're up. You know, it's your turn. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's great. That's great. It's so important too that you do, you know, get out together and and have and have that relief, right? Oh yeah, you have to. You have you can't I don't you can't let your kids become before come before your marriage because ultimately that's going to hurt your kids even more. Um they want, they need you to date each other. They need you to put each other first. It gives them a sense of stability, you know, and the, and, and our kids have always known that 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 our marriage is going to come first and we are we are going to have to get a get away from them so that we can be a better parent to them. Absolutely. Um before, I I'd love do you mind if you talk about your the adoption journey you had so it's from the Ukraine which is uh, a country that we don't always hear about adoptions happening from. So do you mind talking about that a bit? You know, I think one of the reasons you don't hear about adoption out of Ukraine is because you you really can't adopt babies and younger ch- younger children very easily from from Ukraine like like say you know I don't know about if China is even still open but I for years and years I had lots of friends <clears throat> who adopted in China and that was that was where we originally were going to go um we were moving forward with an agency to go to China and get a you know a baby or a toddler and um and we had five kids at the time and uh, and one night i had a dream that i was in an orphanage but and i knew it wasn't in china i knew it wasn't in america but i felt like it was eastern europe somewhere and uh and it but all the kids in the orphanage were older uh, there were no young kids they were they're all you know like preteen teenagers and uh, I see one, I see this little girl sitting by herself. You know, there's a crowd of kids around me and they all want to meet, you know, kind of talk to me and be around me. And but but I see this girl by herself and I ask her what her name is and she tells me her name's Anna and uh, that she's 10 years old. And then I wake up and I tell my wife about it. And then that name gets confirmed in supernatural ways throughout the week. We, we were fasting and praying about adoption at the time. And all this, this really supernatural stuff was happening. And within that week, we, we found her uh, and we pursued, you know, hosting her, which is a, what, what a lot of, there's a lot of programs where you can bring orphans from other countries to your home for the summer or for like a Christmas break. And we signed up to host her with the attention to adopt her. And then that led us down the road of finding out she had a brother. And we brought both of them over for the summer, decided to adopt them, and then found out they had another sister in another orphanage 
that we found out about like a month before we were going to complete the adoption. Oh, wow. And we decided sight unseen that we would take her to if, if she wanted to be adopted, she was 12. Um, and we adopted all three of them. My wife found out, my wife, Josie found out we were expecting a couple of days before we flew over there. So oh. we went from five to nine in one year. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was really it's crazy. It's a pretty big leap. Yeah, it, it really is. Wow. And that's, it's so amazing too, to, to be able to keep those siblings together. I mean, I can't believe that they were even in separate orphanages and that, that you re- reunited them. How amazing is that? Yeah, it is amazing. And they really didn't, um, they didn't, they knew of each other, but they didn't, I mean, Anna was like, I think she was about two years old when she went into the orphanage. Max was, gosh, he was probably six. And then Laney, uh, Laney was four, but Laney had some, um, some vision issues. Like she's legally blind in one eye. You would never know it. Um, but they sent her to a special orphanage, you know, for seeing and hearing impaired children. And so they didn't, they, they knew of each other, but they didn't know each other. And so when, when we brought them back together, you know, they had to get <laughs> reacquainted. Oh, but what an amazing journey that you, I mean, that like you were using the word supernatural, but how great that God put that into you. I mean, that dream, that, that that's amazing. Yeah, it, it, it is. And I've, I've told that story, you know, from the stage so many times and, you know, to the point that my kids were like, we're tired of hearing the story <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't told it in a while. So it's, it is really wild to just, you know, to speak it out loud again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That is, that's great. Um, I'm sure that there's probably some challenges with integrating, uh, three kids all at once together into your family that was probably a lot of grace within your your biological children to to be integrated like that right yeah it you know it definitely had a lot of challenges um over the years but we were in such a a great place now um the girls you know they're just there's such a integral part of this family now and um you know it it took it took years to kind of work through a lot of the issues and and it you know there were there were tough days i'm not gonna i'm not gonna candy coat it it, it right. adopting an older child is a can it come with a lot of challenges and um but we've been very fortunate because they you know con- considering what they had been through and you know, because it's traumatic to be pulled from your home as a child because your parents can't take care of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so trauma, you know, is a, is a really strange thing and it comes out in different ways. And so, you know, we've we've just learned, you know, how to deal with it, but not perfectly, but but we've learned. Absolutely. Right. It's not dissimilar to 
to blending a family, right? Like when you when you have half or not half brothers, but step brothers and things like that. I mean, you you do have to. It changes the dynamic. I mean, any kind of change like that's going to change the dynamic, and it's not always easy because we all have our own personalities and our own, you know, agendas and things like that. So um, that's I, I'm I'm sure that's been a lot of a challenge, but but it sounds like it's it's worked out, of course. Yeah, it it has, um, and I, and I feel very fortunate. Um, Absolutely, I've definitely heard you know stories. Hello. Uh oh, I don't know what happened. We didn't. I didn't call anybody. Did you call somebody? Oh, Dad is on the phone. That's why it's like. Uh, great. Well, I I really appreciate you speaking to us today. So. John, tell us about um, how we can find out more about you, how we can find your music, and uh, and when um, how people can find out about your new album. Yeah, my, my new album is is on all streaming platforms at this point: uh, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Google Play, any, YouTube. I have a ton of videos on YouTube. Just just search John Waller, and you'll certainly find um, lots of stuff. And so, follow me on. Facebook. I have a fan page also on Instagram at John Waller official. Excellent. Well, I will absolutely make sure that these links are in the show notes for people so they can find you. I was streaming you this morning on Spotify, so I absolutely can confirm that you are on there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Again, thank you so much for telling us a little bit more about your family and your background and the collaboration with your children. I just, it's, it's very special and it's wonderful to hear about um, the strength and, and beauty of your family. So John, appreciate you talking to teaching your toddler today and uh, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. God bless you. And God bless you. Thank you. This has been the teaching your toddler podcast with Mary Jo Tinlin. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you'll find us on our website at teachingyourtoddler.com, as well as on Facebook at teaching your toddler on Instagram and on Twitter at teaching toddler. So join us again. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much.